afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Tea Time with me, Jared, and my good friend Hannah here. Say hello, Hannah. Hiya. And uh, if you haven't uh, tuned into Tea Time before, um, Tea Time is all about staying connected, being relevant, and bringing truth. And by truth, we mean something that's real, something that makes sense, and can be used in your everyday life. Oh, look at that. And we call ourselves Tea Time because we have tea and cake and um, we like to bring the truth to you. So Tea Time works oh, both ways. Glorious. And, uh, uh, the cake we've got. Oh, forgot. How could I forget? We have a special guest of us today. Of course we do. Oh, Yes, we do have a special guest. And this special guest is my good friend, Alison, or also known as Ali. Say hello, Ali. Hiya. It's so great that you can um, be able to join us this week. We're really grateful um, for giving up your time because we know you're such a busy lady. Um, and many of you may know Ali because uh, she helps out with a lot of youth stuff at church as well. And for anyone that doesn't attend church, she's just uh, an all-round awesome person and someone everyone needs to get to know because um, she is, as I told her before we started, one of the most interesting people I know. Funny Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, and we're going to get to know Ali a little bit, um, a little bit more in a second. But before we we do that, we have this delectable thing. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited! Baked cake. So I made the one last time and yeah. got high rate. It's delicious Yule log. I was. Oh, I, I wrote it down. Oh yeah, a nine, an eight point five, and a nine. So. I'm pretty sure I said an eight, didn't I? I said eight. I'm sure I said eight. No, well, I've written 8.5. You would. You would write (laughs) 8.5, wouldn't you? You could. Saying I've cheated. Well, it's on record, so we just have to listen to it back. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, Okay, so I've already eaten half of it. Yeah, actually. It's that good. It was was, was tasty, and there's a lot of it. So Jared's made a lemon drizzle cake. Mm. And we've had a lot of lemon cakes on this podcast. Yeah, so <laughs> this is true. This is, this is uh, we've had a cake my mum made once, and then we had a store-bought one. Anyway, oh, this the, your cake, mum's Jared, one was fantastic. was oh. good. This cake, Jared, is actually really delicious. Oh, thank you. Good. It's, uh, we'd find a better word for moist, but it's moist. <laughs> it's wet. <laughs> wet. I don't know if that's <laughs> any better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's. I think that's worse. <laughs> oh, sorry, we're putting it everywhere. Okay, maybe not oh. worse. Damn, let's go with damn. It's damn, light, <laughs> um, and fluffy. Actually, oh. not too sticky. Good amount of lemon. Hmm. I'm gonna. Oh. I'm trying to think what could it be that would make it ten? Does it need anything? Well, this is strong. Oh. What is a cake that is ten out of ten? I think it. I, I think I'll give it an eight point five. I'll take that. That's fairly strong. Yeah. I mean, what are you, go. On, what uh, are you gonna give yourself? Well, I. The the one thing I was disappointed with about the cake is um is the way it came out of the oven. So it's... you said this about your last one. 
<laughs> yeah, it just it, yeah, but that was a bit different because that was just the way I'd I'd lined the tin didn't help. But with this one, there was a it, there was just a real sense. It just looked a little bit strange that it came out of the oven because I hadn't really smoothed. Yeah, so it's more of an aesthetic thing. But mm-hmm. what I was pleased with, even though it's gluten free, it's not dry, which mm. is good. Like that's always my worry with a gluten free cake and the consistency. So did you use zanctum gum? I didn't use zanctum gum. I just, I baked another cake a while ago and I'd put some yogurt in and it just made a real difference, some Greek yogurt. So I put some Greek yogurt in this for anyone who's a baker at home. A little bit of Greek yogurt goes a long way, funny <laughs> enough. And, uh, and it's just, it, it reacts well with the baking soda, gives it a little bit of fluffiness and, uh, and also keeps it a little bit more moist or, or more damp, should mm. I say, than, uh, than it might otherwise be. So, um, so I was quite pleased. So it's it is a good. I'm pleased with it. I have to say, and like you say, it's lemony enough like, yeah, that it's, it's keeping me yeah. Sometimes, there's, as Emily Atkins said in the, one of our early podcasts, some cakes only look like it's looked at a lemon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not actually mm. lemony. What what are you going to give yourself? I mean, I'm erring. I mean, maybe this is a little bit arrogant. But I'm erring yeah, towards myself, a nine. I gave myself a nine last week. I think you can give yourself a nine. All right, I'm going to go 11 then. You can't go 11. I'm joking. I'm going That's a nine. I will stick at nine just to, you know, balance it out. But yeah. The, the, it is getting competitive. The scores are really similar. I, the, yeah, it's, it's a little bit annoying. I think we kind of, I mean, this did this does blow my Victoria sponge out of the water from the first time. It but, does. I mean, we only gave you seven for that one, so and and rightly so because that looked oh, even worse. It looked like a four-year-old had baked it, no, but it, it tasted didn't. really good. So I've said that. But yeah, poor oh, glorious perfectionist. Yeah, I'm a little bit perfectionist. Um, glorious. So, um, do you know Hannah? Do you know what you're baking next week? Out of interest, I do not because I disliked baking so much yesterday that I need to find a cake which I want to bake. Right. First. Okay. So. Uh, I will, I will work, get back to you on that. Okay, cool. I've already got a cake in mind that I'm going to bake for next time, just because I've been All checking right. out recipes. Not that I'm competitive, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> glorious. So, um, so this week, um, we have, as we uh, mentioned earlier, our wonderful special guest Ali. Please come on. And um, and Ali, as I said, is one of the most interesting people I know. She's someone who we could invite on every single week, and she could. Uh, talks to us about something different she's had that much uh, go on in her life and so many different experiences but um i said oh what would you like to talk about and she said you know what i'd like to talk a little bit about my experiences at christian summer camps and that might sound quite strange to some of you maybe some of you have never been on a christian summer camp before whatever that looks like but as someone who's been on plenty actually christian summer camps can be really like key moments in people's lives and there can be great times just to explore different things, ask questions, whatever. Um, and and I know for many people, my, my experience as well, I remember the first time I went on a Christian summer camp. Uh, and it was a huge moment in my life, funnily enough, took place in Milton Abbas, if you know where that is, over in Blanford, in the theatre of Milton Abbas School. Um, but I can tell you about more, uh, more about that another time. But, um, but yeah, so Ali, um, before we crack on with that, um, I've just got some questions um, for you because obviously we want to get to know you a little bit more okay. and funny enough um i've uh I've, so one of our avid listeners rowan has sent in some questions <laughs> so uh which is always exciting um always so helpful. so um ali 
Um, here are some questions from, and he sent in a couple of um, uh, of uh, riddles as well. So and and we got the answers this time. We've got the answers this time. Um, <laughs> well, I'm really, really rubbish at riddles. Do not yeah, worry, because me, me, me and Hannah are basically professional, if you've heard the other one that we did. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll be fine. Um, so question number one, and Hannah obviously chipping as well. Um, yeah, right. What is your biggest fear, Ali? My biggest fear, I think, is snakes. And mm. it's only because I've had a very close encounter with a snake when I was in Thailand in a really, really tiny um, bamboo hut. And I woke up one morning and above my mosquito net was a snake. Oh. So I had to work out how to get out from underneath the mosquito net and out the door of the hut mm. without disturbing the snake. And to this day, I am absolutely petrified of them. Oh, my days. Do you, know, do you know what type of snake it was? No, but the um, the um, owner of the like bungalows, when they got the people to come and like get get the snake out i have never seen people um yeah be quite so violent and it got chucked oh. in the back of a snake so i ch chucked in the back of a truck so um i'm guessing it was not Pretty a poisonous. particularly nice one. <laughs> oh, grief that says heebie jeebies they've got no legs they just slither <sighs> yeah yeah but, yeah, but yeah they're so deadly oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I've held a snake. I've also, my friend at university had a pet snake, a female pet snake, okay. and uh, like a baby. And we used to feed it like dead mice. And mm. so he'd go like, Han, come watch this. I'd be like, all right, because I've never really seen a snake feed, like, oh, except on TV. You'd have to hold it, but I want to see the tip of its tail. Like, so he like, had like no, none of his hands in. And this snake was so fast. If you blinked, you would have missed it. Like, bang. And then it would like wrap around it roast. And I just watched it eat this mice wrap. Oh, oh my days. Yeah, they are. Oh. Deadly, rapid. Oh. I was going to say. I, your biggest fear, Jared? My biggest fear. Uh, um, interestingly, um, I think it was, I think it, it's not so bad now, but it was wasps. And, oh, yeah. And I had an issue when I was a kid where I got stung by a wasp in two different times, but both of them were right in the centre of my Adam's apple. <laughs> so, and I thought from that moment that, that wasps could only sting you in your Adam's apple. So that, which I know, really dumb, <laughs> but really, it really scared me. And even going into adulthood when, oh, what, they don't just sting you in, I mean, long before adulthood, I should probably throw that out there. But, hey! but it, it would get to a point where, um, where it just the wasp would just even fly anywhere near me and I would be like I'm talking sprinting in whatever direction was just away from that thing yeah but I, I got to my to uni um and my third year some friend some um uh, family this family at the church that I went to there they said oh both our lads are old now they've moved out we've got a couple of spare rooms do you want to come and stay with us for your third year of uni because it'll be cheaper rent blah, blah blah okay I was like oh yeah great what they didn't tell me was that there was a wasp's nest on the inside wall of their house. And I got home from university one day and, um, and where like, the seasons were changing to like spring or whatever, and the weather was changing, 
all these wasps, not the like the healthy wasps, but the wasps that were dying, they would crawl into the house and they would be all over the staircase. And my oh. room was upstairs. I'm not kidding. I walked oh, right. in one day and there were just like 20, 30 wasps all over the staircase, all crawling along the, each step. And honestly, my room was upstairs. And I, I thought, well, there's two options here. I either sleep downstairs from now on or I just leave uni and quit. Because I was like, there is no way I'm getting up there. But anyway, point being, I persevered and got up there. And I managed with a dustpan and brush to like sweep up these 20, 30 wasps. Like fearful, right? And um, and got them all in the bin or whatever. And then I thought, oh, I'm glad that's over. Next day, got in exactly the same. I mean, it was like three months of wasps all over the house. Goodness. Horrendous. Yeah. Anyway, that got rid of my fear, funnily enough. So, yeah. I'm not scared now, but yeah, a bit horrible. Um, what is, Ali, your biggest pet hate or pet peeve? Pet peeve. Yeah, what's your biggest pet hate, pet peeve? Oh, um, probably the fact that my son does not take any of his dirty cups down to the kitchen. Oh. I hate it. I really, really hate it. And the, and the fact that he, like, if he cooks something... He just leaves the pots and pans on the kitchen side. That, oh. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, not on. not on. Mm. You agree? I really can't stand it if we're I'm out for dinner or having dinner at home and people talk with their mouthful. I really, Ooh, yeah. I, I tell my parents off all the time. Like, can you please just like swallow your food before you start talking? I just. Oh man. I really, really can't stand it. Like, is it the is it the noise it makes? No, I just well, can't stand what they're saying. No, because <laughs> I used to really struggle when when people would eat and they'd slap or they'd make a horrible noise with the food in their mouth, and that just made me shudder. So yeah. uh, I'm not so bad now. That was like, oh. people trying to talk to me with their mouthful. Swallow first, and then you can talk to me. <laughs> or don't bother. <laughs> yeah, so so frustrating. Oh, agree. I mean, one of my pet hates is uh, probably the big ones. It sounds really mundane that it's putting the toilet roll around the right way on the toilet roll holder in the toilet. Oh, no, I'm with you on that one, Jared. Yeah, thank you. I just you. don't get that. I, like, it's just toilet roll. No, no, it's a thing. <laughs> oh, it, no, it it's really... It has to come over the top. Yeah. Rather than down the back, honestly. People who do it down the back, wrongins, all of them. If you're listening, you do it down the back. You need nah, to change. You to need them. to change. Because yeah, I promise you that that is something that will define your future. People will see <laughs> it and they'll go, "I no, know." I can tell. They can sniff it on you. Nah. Honestly. Although, nah. so. although apparently it does depend on where you're living as to which way is best to have the toilet roll. So if you're in Australia, Ooh. it is actually best to have it the other way around because the spiders can hide in it, and then you can pull it and you can see the spider if they're there. Aha. Ah, okay. So we're going to change the rules slightly. You can only do it if it's a matter of life and death. <laughs> that, that's, what, that's what we're saying. If it's not life and death, it's just wrong. Thank, not wrong. Ali, it's thank you for clearing roll. that up. Okay. So, there you go. Okay. Well, all right then. Uh, right, last one. What's, oh, and we'll, we'll do a couple of riddles. What's the most daring thing you've ever done, Ali? The most daring thing I've ever yeah, done. Most daring thing. Oh, I don't know. 
Um, the most daring thing I've ever done. Probably when I hiked the Annapurnas for 21 days. That's oh. That was pretty daring. Where's that the Annapurnas? The Annapurnas are in Nepal. It's a mountain range. And um, you can do various different hikes, but it was a it's a twenty one day. Um, Amazing. Yeah, that I was, that. and it was really hard as well, especially when the little men run up, like oh, the, yeah, yeah, with like um, wardrobes on their heads and things, and it's just like you, you can't great. breathe because there's no air, and yeah. yeah, 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 that's amazing. Very cool. That was the most daring thing you've ever done, Jared. Mr. I, I, it's interesting. I think probably traveling in general is one because yeah. I just went on my Todd to, to South America for a year. And yeah. that was, so that was, which is, and I again doing loads of things like mount, climbing mountains and, um, I don't know, speaking to people and traveling and you know, loads of cool things that I, in terms of, uh, and, and just the way I lived and trying new foods. And um, yeah. yeah, it was, there was just, it's really cool. It's quite life changing, really. Um, out, outside of that, Oh, I cycled down the death road in Bolivia. In Peru. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So I cycled down that. And um, and I was all right. Someone fell off in front of me as they fell off their bike. I swerved and I came within like a metre of the edge. And I was like, oh, my days, like a 100 or 200 foot drop or whatever. But then I got around the bend and I heard a scream behind me. And a girl from Chile had fallen off the edge. <gasps> and she, and she, with her bike, and she... um. She'd fallen about seven foot um, off the edge and landed in like like a bush growing out the side of the hill. Gosh! And so if she'd have fallen and they and they all like scrambled to go, go and help her and they 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 reached down and the, they pulled the bike up first. <laughs> oh my word! I know how bad's that. Um, and uh, but yeah, but if she'd have fallen, I don't know, five feet in front or five feet behind, it was like a hundred, two hundred foot drop. Honestly, she was a goner. So oh absolutely gosh. mental. And she was pretty shaken up. I'm not surprised. But yeah, so. I, I think one of the most daring things I've ever done. You're going to laugh now. Oh, so I've done, I've also done my fair share of traveling and oh. experiences and stuff. But I honestly think the most daring thing I've ever done was break up with someone. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So that is so terrifying. Like, goodness me i think what? that was the most daring thing i ever did which bit about it was terrifying is it well because well they weren't a very nice person to begin with so yeah. i knew that it wasn't going to be great and yeah. i knew the aftermath wasn't going to be great uh but it had to be done right. and um it didn't it it didn't it took hours for them to get it in their brain and then mm. uh it was done and my life was a bit crap for a while yeah, yeah. but uh it was the right thing to do amazing sounds quite yeah. brave if anything yeah so you know i've done scuba diving and barrier reef and all this mm. other stuff but i honestly think that's the most <laughs> daring thing fair enough yeah yeah <laughs> oh, that's cool fair enough lesson to be learned there you know there's a lot of bravery in small things that really count for something um Oh, thank you for your honesty there, Hannah. That's cool. Um, <laughs> right, a couple of riddles, quick fire. What's, this is from, well, this is from Rowan. Hello, Rowan, if you're listening. Uh, what's green and red and spins round and round? Green and red. Frog Spin. going down a hill. Frog, uh, oh, grief. 
Uh, Ali, have you got an answer? No, I haven't got a clue. It's a frog really? in a blender. Oh, 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 Rowan Stroud. I was close, though. That wasn't bad. That was a good effort. All right, next one. Uh, what two things can you never eat for breakfast? Two things can you or never eat. I think I know this. Never eat breakfast. Breakfast fast. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, Have you got any ideas? No. Time? I think it's lunch and dinner. Oh, it is lunch and dinner. <laughs> there you go. Right, last one. What you can, five you can have Brinner breakfast for dinner. Brinner. I mean, um, that's definitely made up. It's not Brinner. This is this is worse than the toilet roll thing. I'm not having this. <laughs> right. What last last one? What five letter word becomes shorter when you add two letters to it? Oh gosh. What five-letter word becomes shorter when you add two letters to it? Shorter. Yeah. Yeah, that's the answer. The answer is shorter. Because you've got short, and then if it's shorter, shorter is shorter. Oh, so it's short. Because the five-letter word is short. Short, yeah, and then shorter. Well, because shorter when you add two letters to it. Yeah. Yeah! Ah. Superb. Oh, awesome. Oh, we're pretty good at that. We've got two out of three there. Excellent. Oh, and then at the bottom of the email, Jared, this is uh, from Rowan as well. Jared, uh, start quote, Mark. I've got an English degree, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> and another tick on the Jared bingo. Yes. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what that game is, thank goodness. Right. Um, <laughs> glorious. Wonderful. So on to more pressing matters than, than Jared bingo. Uh, Ali. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about your life. Now I've got to know you a bit more and how you ended up getting involved with summer camps. What did that look like? Give us a little bit of a, a download to kind of kick us off. Um, okay. So um, I, I've grown up in church all my life, apart from the 10 years when I didn't talk to God because I was really angry with him. Um, another story. <laughs> but um, so... Yeah, I grew up in church and I got really involved. I went to, we had like um, explorers, climbers, scramblers, pathfinders, cipher. And I always went to like Sunday school and got really involved in those kind of things. I went to um, an ecumenical secondary school. Oh, what does um, ecumenical mean? Ecumenical. So we had, so it was Church of England and Catholic predominantly mm. with a few other um denominations but oh, you had to have you had to have like likes and edwards you had to have a reference from like the vicar or the priest to be able mm. to attend and we had um a nun and a chaplain um wow they they worked like part-time so mm. it was all like we regularly had i think we did mass every other week and yeah communion every other week wow That's um crazy. yeah so um and we had a CU at school and I, which where I was like heavily involved in um, CU. Um, yeah, lots of various things. Um, and one day, one of my friends, I think I was at the end of year eight, one of my friends from a different church just said, oh, um, did you want to go on a summer camp this summer? 
um and I was like oh don't really know much about them um and she was like well I don't really want to go on my own so um do you want to come with me so yeah I, I, we chose to go not too far away from home because I wasn't mm. too keen on going that far away from home mm. so we went somewhere in Sussex because I lived in Surrey at the time mm. um and met the most fantastic bunch of people just absolutely loved it um mm. made so many new friends had such a laugh um and that kind of like started my journey into having a summer camp every single summer after mm. year eight wow yeah <laughs> they were pretty much my my staple summer holidays how long did you go for so my first one was in year eight and I so I did year eight year nine year 10 year 11 year 12 year 13 and then I became a leader and yeah. I did all through university as a leader wow. and then I did a couple of years after university and then I got angry with God yeah so you were really in there yeah a long time wow. yeah well they kind of and I actually think that they kind of like kept me going because um, at my home church we didn't we didn't really have many youth um, yeah, sure. and so I it was quite isolating and also like my mum was she was a church warden she was really well known in the church mm. so these camps really enabled me to be me and have my own identity I wasn't her daughter mm. yeah nice so Ali what is a Christian camp like how would you describe it um, so it's just um, like it's a camp where um, young people can get together and have fun, um, do various different activities. You don't have to be a Christian to go, but you have to understand that it is a Christian camp. So um, they, we did Bible studies in the morning. We used to do various different bits of worship, but we all got involved. So I used to do like quite a lot of dance stuff. Uh, various different people did all sorts of different worship stuff with different instruments um when um like when I was a leader we we were at Milton Abbey school funnily enough Very and good. um so like afternoons would be jam-packed full of different activities we used to go water skiing on different um boats uh boat rides just loads of different things um one of the f favorite um activities that people used to do was a magical mystery tour Oh, and it would always, awesome. it would always be going to the one place that everyone hadn't chosen to go on an activity during the week. Oh, <laughs> so right. We were pretty duped into that one, but we fell for it every single year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> classic. classic. Um, yeah, so it'd be really like you'd all eat together. Um, just you'd have like downtime as well, where you could just get to know each other. And I mm. made friends like from yeah all over the country really and some of whom even like I don't know how many years down the line I'm still friends with oh so really it, yeah. yeah it's really given me um a good uh Christian foundation and I think mm. if I hadn't have had that then I would have probably given up in terms of my faith journey because really? That's what kept me going. Church didn't really do it for me, especially when I was a teenager. Yeah, mm. goodness. I relate mm. to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, it's just because everyone was like so like-minded and we used to meet up 
like regularly throughout the year like particularly before I became a leader um and it just gave me um other Christians that were having struggles that weren't necessarily embedded in their churches and we were our own people um we were on our own like journeys together so we could have that commonality and shared Mm. experience yeah I like I went to a lot of summer camps Christian summer camps when I was a kid uh, and like I always had a good time but I didn't ever really get that for me I never really got that connection with it um but then again I don't really think I was that invested until I got older so maybe I ever really well I think for me so like on my first two so at the end of year eight and at the end no so at the end of the year eight I went with a friend mm-hmm. and then I made loads of friends then and so then I went back to the same camp on my own at yeah. year nine but I had loads of friends yeah, yeah. and then at the end of year 10 I decided I wanted to go on the canal barges sure. and they did a Christian camp there so I just went on my own that's so mm-hmm. cool though really um, cool. and I think going on my own really helped me make those connections yeah because I wasn't relying on anyone but yeah. um I just I just really loved them I just loved yeah doing all the different activities and being able to worship I think there was just a freedom and I had an identity of being me and I could grow and learn yeah Mm. I understand that and have Mm. fun Mm. fun's a big deal yeah gotta have fun yeah I suppose it's interesting your experience would be really different to mine because I didn't go to a first Christian camp until I was about 16 okay so I was like I'd missed out a little bit in terms of that kind of culture and it was all, I remember going for the first time, it was all a little bit weird. To, like, because it was, obviously, you, you walk in and you think, God, loads of people I don't know. Some of them are talking about stuff that I don't really understand. You know, what what is this worship thing? What is, yeah, you know, sure. Re, you know, all that, all that sort of thing. Where it's all done a little bit differently to anything you've, you've known or seen before. It's like, oh, flipping it. But I remember by the end of it, I was like, oh, made loads of friends, had an absolute blast, whirl of a time. Um, and like you say they came from all over the country or in this case all over the south coast really so it was uh it was really cool to be able to meet up with them at other times and, um but yeah so i think either way it kind of whatever mold you're coming from actually there's probably something there for you to take away from it really um, oh yeah definitely because i mean like people um they didn't necessarily want to come to the bible studies yeah, but yeah. It- be handled quite sensitively mm. and it wasn't too full-on um yeah. so, so you know it if you weren't a christian and you really didn't want to go then mm. nobody was actually gonna really really make you mm. but actually I, I think because it was handled so sensitively people were like oh actually do you know what you're not going to make me go so maybe i will just go because why are you <laughs> not forcing me yeah. to go yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and um I think yeah people could just see the difference Mm. and it was so it was like it was interesting because it it wasn't like church church was boring yeah this was young people getting together having fun and being real with each other Mm. that's cool you made me me go to one now yeah yeah, a little bit there there used to be like a real depth of connection by the end of the week as well because you you sort of journey with people and you sort of bond so because you spend 
you know, all your time with them for a week. It's like going on holiday with people. Just, I don't know, how many people you end up going on holiday with and by the end of it, you just know them so much better than when you started as well. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. we used to do like break off things. So um, mm. from the first one I went at year, year eight, there was a couple of leaders there that used to do um, a camp over like um, October half term, where mm. obviously not everyone went. But um, I think, you know, you would be able to indicate if you wanted to go. Um, mm. And so there was like an October half term one. Most of the camps that I did had um, some form of gathering like over New Year. We, my new, a lot of my New Year's as a teenager were meeting up with um, people from camp and having like a three day yeah yeah um mini camp type thing yeah i mean it really was the community that kept me going on my faith journey yeah yeah that's really cool oh i'm not even sure if i had that to be fair but that sounds really lovely um yeah when i was at university though i think without camp i i i wouldn't have really had any kind of um connection at all Mm, because i was in the middle of absolutely nowhere and our CU was about three people um, and I didn't really connect with them at all so Mm. the fact that I had already connected with camp by that point I was a leader it we were meeting up regularly to plan the summer camp and everything so that really really kept me going great yeah you were gonna convince a young person listening that they should give it a go I mean, you've probably already sold it, I guess. Yeah. What would you? I don't know. I just, for for me, it just, um, you can go on your own. You can go with, and I know going on your own sounds really scary, Mm. but um, it was one of the best things I ever did. And I'm not a confident person. I'm not that outgoing. I'm quite an introvert, but I met such amazing people. Some of them, uh, like, they're really like on fire for God. They're, yeah, major, like they're running churches. They've got PhDs wow. in theology. Um, so it, the, the, just the mix of people that you meet and the experiences you have are just so awesome. And mm-hmm. I've got friends that I've known for nearly, nearly 30 years <laughs> through them. Wow. So it's, yeah, I mean, just if you just want to experience something different and meet some like-minded people and have fun and just experience that whole community of um, maybe what, and I've never experienced it in a church and I've always kind of looked for that in a church, but it's not real. I don't think you can sustain that for that level. But if if church doesn't really talk to you and you want to, experience god with a group of young people while you're having fun and doing various activities and just being a teenager then i would say go on a summer camp amazing Mm, great i like that if if you were gonna nail it down as like so just one memory that you think that was really defining in like in terms of the summer camp stuff one memory that you'd say that was just a real highlight of my life um from what you experienced what what would that look like or is that too too hard a question to answer do you think um one memory is really hard because every camp was so different and Mm. it was different being a member to being a leader um I guess and you're a bit older each time as well like yeah stages of your life 
yeah different priorities yeah it is really different I like but I guess like the one memory that I've I've really got is just the lasting friendships that I've made yeah and you know I really do have quite a lot of friends that I'm still in contact with that I met when I was 16 17 18 love that it's it's interesting you say that because like the last podcast we did was about friendship and and I was saying about my tip of the week was to be honest with your friends and you probably have such long lasting friendships with all these guys because you've just been so honest and open with each other in a and you've always been that way together so you've probably just kept that going I guess haven't you I guess they are some of the people that know my deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 but they've always um I guess what they've always done is they've always been there regardless. So even in my twenties I spent ten years where I didn't talk to God. Yeah. Those friends, they didn't push God on me, they didn't yeah. reject me, they mm. still accepted me. So I guess that's really important as well the fact that they they knew me and they believed in me and they they stayed with me yeah Mm. that's lovely that's really cool oh amazing oh right hannah i think it's that time is it yeah all right uh are we all ready i think so ali you've been prepped for this (laughs) haven't you (laughs) i'm gonna try no don't worry about trying just do ali just do one, two, three. Tip of the week. <laughs> that was good. Great work. Great that was fantastic. Work. I like the way you made a late entry there. That yeah. was magnificent. Today. We started, we thought, where's Ali? And then boom, <laughs> in she comes. So, oh. my tip of the week, actually going off from what Ali said, put yourself out there. Don't be yeah. afraid to, uh, yeah, just put yourself out there. Try new things. Try something, even if your friends aren't doing it. Just put yourself out there. Yeah. Like you were saying, you went to summer camp on your own. You just went. Like. <laughs> and she's better for it. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, think that's, I think that's wise. I think you've, if, if you're only ever going to rely on what your mates do, I think you're probably never going to find that thing that, that's really good and healthy for you because I think everyone even like your really closest mates I think about my closest mates we don't have a hundred percent similar interests we don't do exactly the same things so some things we can't do together like yeah. you know the the and I think something like summer camp is just worth giving it a go or not whether it's summer camp or anything else but um but yeah so put yourself out there and um i encourage you guys with covid it's a little bit tricky um this time around because normally i take a group of um of young people to a, a, a summer camp called soul survivor um and ali has as graciously helped me with that the last couple of years both times has been injured um <laughs> i don't know how she does it but honestly i slightly needs her own personal ambulance in fact I, i'm gonna stop ordering a minibus and just get the ambulance to take us up next time so i think it'll just be i think it'll just be safer uh, for all concerned but um but yeah so normally i take a group of young people to soul survivor and um they absolutely love it and take some who are christian some who are non-christian um and it's just a great opportunity so even though it might not be happening this year in terms of taking kids to summer camp or young people to summer camp actually 
there's going to be other chances to go to summer camp, whether it's to like a big one and like Soul Survivor, you stuff like 10,000 young people all camped in a field. Like it was pretty epic. Um, and there's kind of other ones going on as well now because um, that one's kind of finished. But um, but also there's some ones where um, recently I took a group of lads to um, to the Isle of Wight for the weekend. Um, Hannah and Ali were, Hannah was part of a team that took uh, a group of girls to um, to over to Studland right by the beach for a weekend um so there's lots of uh, opportunities that we try and do just to make um space for for young people to have community uh, together and just be teenagers and just have fun um and uh, and so it's it's well worth it so if you guys are ever interested drop me a line drop me a, an email and say look right jared when's the next one going to be i would be interested let me know when you're doing it um and that way i can just earmark that and and line you guys up to, to to come with us and join in the fun um because i know uh you guys would definitely enjoy it um and hopefully hannah and ali would say the same uh, but uh but yeah so it's, it's always good fun um cool so and also we always do like a bit of a jesus perspective uh, on on the topics we have and so thinking about kind of the impact of like these christian camps and whatnot um there's um it was kind of the Bible doesn't necessarily say much about summer camps specifically, but um, this one verse uh, came to mind at the Bible when I was thinking about this, and it comes from um, uh, a book, of, um, a letter at the end uh, from a guy called Peter, and it's from one Peter verse uh, chapter three verse fifteen. If you want to look it up, and it says, "Always be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have." that do this with gentleness and respect. And um, and I suppose one thing is there's lots of different summer camps out there, right? There's lots of different summer camps that you could go to. But the Christian camp that we're talking about, well, actually, the, the reason it's distinct is because we there will be a point where they will talk about Jesus. Like Ali said it, if you're going to a Christian camp, you go knowing full well, there's likely to be a bit of like sung worship People, you know, or, you know, they, they're going to talk about the Bible and talk about Jesus at different points um, alongside all the other amazing fun stuff you'll get up to. Um, and I think that the reason part of the summer camps is, is a, that people can get together and have that community. But also for those that aren't Christian, that actually may have loads of life questions. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, what is life all about? Why am I here? What's my purpose? Do I really have self-worth and value? You know? These are, am I really loved? You know, there's, there's, these are some deep, you know, big questions that a lot of young people are asking, or they were when I was young anyway. Maybe young people nowadays are asking different questions that are just as deep and just as meaningful for them. But I think the thing is, at these summer camps, I know for me, we always used to have a little slot that was called Quaff, right? Quaff. Let's go to Quaff. And Quaff stood for. Oh, you go. Yeah, go on. What are you going to say? No, it's not important. <laughs> that was going to be funny. Oh, gosh, you haven't said it now. Right. So, quaff stood for question of faith. Right. And so, what you do, you could put, you could put questions in and um, like randomize if you want anonymously. And, and then people would try and answer your questions from the perspective of a Christian. And it would just, it would be an opportunity to throw big questions, big ideas out there. And just to see what Christians thought about them and see if they could help unpack answers that would be helpful for you in your journey, whether it's of faith or just of life. And so 
I think when we talk about it, you know, whether you're a Christian or not, I believe that Jesus is is a hope that people need to know about. And and I believe actually the things that Jesus taught are relevant to, for today, for sure, especially at, at times like now when there's so much kind of disunity and so much friction between people groups and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so places like summer camps, it's a place to have fun, but it's also a place to really hone in and talk about the hope that we have so that we can share it with with people. And it's never a thing where people are going to ram it down your throat, but it will be an opportunity for you to hear and to then process and, and see what you think about it. And so, um, and it could be life changing. I went when I was 16, 17, my life changed at Milton Abbas. So, and I tell you, I wouldn't be where I am now if it wasn't for going to that summer camp back when I was 16, 17. So um, yeah, it can be really um, life changing in that, in that regard. Um, don't know if you guys have anything you want to throw in on top of that, Ali or Ham, but. Um... No, I don't have anything to say. No, I don't either. Glorious. Oh, it's pretty succinct. Look at that. Um, but yeah, but um, but yeah. So if you if you can, drop us an email if you're unsure, and I will reserve you a spot for the next time I've got a little summer camp ready, and uh, and we'll get some other people like Ali along, wrap Ali in bubble wrap just for everyone's safety, <laughs> and and then we'll be away. Fantastic. Have we got anything else we need to cover today, Han? Um, don't get sunburned. Don't get sunburned. Yes. Where if by the time of this recording, it's still absolutely roasting. It's like 20. Give me 27 tomorrow. Oh, don't, please. I feel sick thinking about it. I, just, <laughs> I can't I, wait. I can't deal. I don't know why yeah. you can't wait. You're, you're as paced as they come. You're like yeah, a whole. Yeah, right if I put my sun cream You're a, a whole being you coloured chart away from what I am. Like, you are like white. Whereas. Don't <laughs> No, no, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be rude. You I was just saying, like... You I, thought I was being serious. <laughs> Shut up, Hannah. <laughs> right, let's end the podcast. Let's Got go <laughs> I'm done. Let's go bathe in your factor 100 and laugh it up, right? Right. Anyway, just so you know at home, yes, she does wear kids' suntan lotion. Anyway, so... <laughs> I, thank you, Ali, for coming on. <laughs> wish you could wish you could see the visual for this because they're just literally wet themselves. Brilliant. Right, uh, Ali, thank you so much for coming on. I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm just gonna cover your face with my hand because I actually can't look at this. So thank you so much. <laughs> oh my days! Get a grip, people. This is a professional operation. <laughs> My cheeks hurt. <laughs> right, Hannah, you can end the show. Let's go. Thanks, Sally, for coming on. No worries. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We'll see you next week. <laughs>